Boys and girls, welcome back to uh, yet another edition of Franchise Buys Games, the second best gaming podcast on the planet, as uh, as of recording, uncontested. uncontested. I I am titular protagonist, old franchise. That right there is uh, the face that runs the place, the producer of the show, Mr. Nice Guy Johnny. He's a slippery devil. He's a slippery devil. Speaking of which, you get a plug in early there, Nice Guy Audio on SoundCloud. Is that where you're putting all your, all your bangers? Yep, that's where I'm dropping the, all the bangers from now on. So nice guy audio on SoundCloud. Yeah. Get on there, listen to Johnny's some of Johnny's finest tracks and uh, podcast themes, all of that goodness. That's it all, all on that SoundCloud. Mm. I know this is not what we normally do on this podcast, Johnny, but by fucking hell, I need a drink today, lad. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, sir. Cheers to anybody listening right now. Just driving your car, pull over, get that little, get that little whiskey flask out that I know for a fact you're carrying. Not that I'm encouraging drink driving her out, but Jesus, it's been one of them years. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> Certainly has been. Certainly has been. Tell you what is, let's not encourage illegal behaviour any longer. Let us not stand on ceremony. We will start this podcast, the second best gaming podcast on the planet, uncontested. The same way we start every episode, with a little bit of nice guy Johnny. What are you playing? Well, I'm still tick-piecing around Valhalla. (laughs) Tick-piecing, tick-piecing. I feel like we need a fucking... Like a Littlest Hobo-esque theme song for Tick Payson. <laughs> Every stop I make, I make some more wealth. <laughs> Can't stay for long, it's an artifact and I'm gone again. <laughs> I got time for stealth. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> how many hours uh, How many hours now? Where, where are we 60. at? I have ticked over 60. Uh, 60 hours. Um, I've... Still murking, working me around the shires. Murking, you're um, still murking the shires. Still murking the shires. Just moving in on the shires with your gang and murking it. Just, Get up in here, murk these shires, bruv. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, my aim was to try and get, like, I was going to try and, like, finish it off before the inevitable releases come along. Um, but cyberpunk. that's not going to happen cyberpunk. that is not, yeah, <laughs> not going to happen I don't think um, uh, so but the, to be fair no, Valhalla aside I mean I've talked about that enough you, we know my, my state on it yeah, yeah. I did drop into because Control dropped on Game Pass what a game what a game so and as a, as a big Alan Wake fan I, I jumped onto it yeah um, and I know there's a, a, a next gen uh, upgrade coming eventually yes it is 2021 Sad, sadly in one of those delayed uh, packages however jumped into it um and I've, I've barely scratched the surface but fuck me um puts you straight in there doesn't it oh i <laughs> uh, what, what don't mess about what? the fuck is going it's on it's like it's <laughs> it is arguably that was my it, it had to be in contention for my game of the year last year because it was so fucking good, man. So good. I I just I absolutely loved how just immediately Twin Peaks that shit was. Mm-hmm. Just no mm-hmm. like no holding back. Do you know what I fucking love? I love like 
when a good sort of game development team, like a writing team and all that shit, when they can put a world together in a game, and you never fully see the world, but there's just enough lore in the game that it's wide open. Exactly. There's there's no blatant hand holding. Nah. Let's get let's get you through this. It's like putting the trust on the game yeah. on the gamer. It's like this is the world you live in, and it instantly tells you how fucked up it is because it's like that uh, the like the Russian Polish, whatever the fuck he is, like janitor type guy, uh-huh. and then you start doing all these little things and the director and these fucking like all of these little. But like, like snippets like uh, audio things and video mm. files it's just it just lit like without overtly telling you this is the world you live in these are the rules that apply in this world it it covertly it covertly sets the scene not just for the scene that you're in but the whole fucking universe which made it very easy for like Alan Wake to drift in because mm-hmm. Alan Wake is part of the DLC for that game, uh, and it, it's not like a shock. Like it's amazing that they brought Alan Wake in. I love to see it. You'd love to see it. Alan Wake back. You know what I mean? But tying him into the Control universe, superb, absolutely superb. Like that's what I love. Multiple, multiple stories set in one universe. The, if I was to liken it to a film universe, it would be like, you know, like. Um, John Wick. Ah. Uh-huh. So John Wick, the universe of built in John Wick, you wouldn't have to have a John Wick story in that universe because no, they did enough no. fleshing out what the Continental was. Do you mm. know what I mean? The Continental was a, like a piece of that universe which then opened the door to many a story. And the way this is, Control, with it being the Bureau, the, the Bureau itself opens up the doors to many a story. Like, uh-huh. it opens up the doors easily for an Alan Wake sequel. Well, yeah, I mean, the way I'm looking at this, this seems like the spiritual successor to, like, the, the Alan Wake sequel we never got, but might actually turn out mm-hmm. to blend in the sequel we want. Yeah. So, and like, I'm right at the beginning, so zero spoilers, and I've managed to avoid, because like, obviously it's well down the track since it's been out. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm going to enjoy it if I can just dedicate a good bit of time to it, which yeah. is going to be looking difficult <laughs> yes yeah but i yeah. will i will <laughs> i'm glad one of us is i'm glad one of us is um um so yeah so i, I went off the beaten track a little bit nice. and dove into that and nice. i like your thing about um twin peaks because it is like you know diving in episode nine and first season of twin peaks just like the fuck where the fuck am i <laughs> so anything else anything else this week joy nope i haven't really um I haven't really dived into anything else. I was tempted to jump on Minecraft again for some reason. I'm inspired, but uh, I didn't. I think we well, know what the reason is. It's because well, friend of the show, friend of the show, Princess Nymphetamin, has started a stream Minecraft. And we've both drifted into our Minecraft streams. And it's been, uh, oh, this is, uh, it's like, it's like they say you should never be round. If you're a former addict, you shouldn't be around current users. <laughs> and, uh, oh, this is familiar. That's the that's the that's the taste that I remember. Uh, that's the spot. Like fucking Minecraft was like fucking heroin to me at one point. So it's uh, there's a very high chance we'll end up out on there. Like, yeah, it's it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. 
It's absolutely coming. Um, th- this week for me, Johnny, uh, I haven't played anything new. It's been one of them weeks, unfortunately. Uh, I know we did have... I know the title of the podcast is Franchise Buys Games. People are going to immediately bring up the fact that Franchise didn't buy Immortals Phoenix Rising. No. That was tactical. That was absolutely tactical. Because Cyberpunk is coming. It actually is coming. It's coming. It's so, so... End of this week. By the time we record this episode next week, we'll have spent, I don't know how many hours in this game. You, more than me, because I know you've got fucking cyberpunk holidays in. Cyberpunk-a-palooza holidays for mm-hmm. fucking nice guy Johnny. As, lo- as, lo- as long as the delivery comes as a, at a reasonable time on Thursday, yeah. otherwise, that, that's, a, that's a bust. That is a bust. Mm-hmm. But I didn't buy Immortals, Phoenix Rising, or Gods and Monsters, or whatever the fuck it wants to go by whatever its pronouns are at the minute I don't know but um, I don't I do regret having seen I've watched people streaming it and I've seen little clips on the internet and videos and reviews and I do regret that so I don't know if it's going to be a, a purchase that happens it depending on how cyberpunk takes hold which I'm assuming is going to take hold mm-hmm. see I'm assuming it's going to take hold, but my life right now does not really give Cyberpunk the opportunity to take hold. If I'm <laughs> That's honest, true. that is true. And I want, I want to make the time for Cyberpunk. I want to spend a lot of time. I want to spend the hours. I want to put the hours in. It's the curse of modern games. Personal modern games. You know, like you know, the, these games now, you know, they're immersive in, in different levels, but you know, you need to devote so much time to get out. Mm-hmm. the best experience yeah and and life doesn't let you devote that much time usually <laughs> nah nah not when there's adulting to be done like yeah. a full time job and shit and then uh, a, a a fledgling stream that you're trying to get off the ground and two podcasts but I have I've I didn't pick up Immortals Phoenix Rising and what I did instead was do, I, I, I dedicated more time to bangers that are currently out, i.e. Miles Morales and Demon Souls. I went back more so in Demon Souls. Um I didn't want to progress the story. I wasn't you know, when you're not feeling I had the funk, essentially, because yeah. all I can think about is fucking Cyberpunk or the first game that I'm about to mention in the choice cuts. But all I can think about is Cyberpunk. And nothing about anything that I wanted to play was ticking any box about let's progress with this, let's go forward with this. In that same breath, Demon Souls is a fucking excellent game. So I was like, I, I know what I'll do. I'll spend me time bettering, bettering my character in Demon Souls. I'll do some early game grind, which will absolutely come in fucking a hundred percent. Necessary in late game, like this grind will prove fruitful in late game. Do some future proofing. Do some. Essentially, I like going around uh, grinding the first couple of levels where they're not. There's a there's a particular depending on what order you do Demon Souls in, depending on which archstone you touch. Uh, if you go and I can't remember the fucking name of it now because it's gone because I've already started drinking, so it's gone. 
but there's a, a world where you come up against the skeletons almost instantly and you harvest a lot of souls for early game they give you a lot of souls per kill so i've essentially jumped in there and i know I'm, i've got a magic build at the minute i'm doing a, a magic build and one of the better starter weapons for a, a magic build is in that world and it's pretty close to the start if i'm honest so i wanted to get in there grind a few skellies out get them souls up so i would start building building the vitality up a bit building the endurance up a bit building my magic up a bit uh, and obviously get me the better starting weapon because i've done the first boss of the first world if you like but there's sort of like three it's like Mario, it's World 1, 1, 1, 2, 1, 3. If you look at it that way, it's uh, it's that's the best way to look at it. So I did World 1, 1, and then, I don't know if you want to call the Skelly World 2, because it's sort of like three arc, arc stones away. So I don't even know, but like, mm -hmm. I'm essentially just doing the grind at the minute. Just doing that good grind on that character. It'll see and it was nice. And then... It was nice. It's, you know, it's... It's keeping me skill level up. It's keeping me skill level up in, in combat, which is going to be absolutely necessary. And I'm trying to do a magic build, but I didn't pick I didn't pick the, the blatantly obvious starter class for a magic build. I picked the magician, which you would think is the better starting class of the magic build. It's actually not. So <laughs> my magic isn't going to be... It isn't going to be as good as it could be. So I'd, I still need some level of combat in there, so... I'm uh, I'm keeping the combat skill sharp. Worked at pretty much world one one up until the phalanx boss. Like I've even done the little side quests. There's like a, um, there's a fucking character that you you can an NPC you can stop. You could miss him entirely, but if you take the right turn, you bump into him. And uh, essentially, it's a, a a little side quest arc that goes across like world one, and he'll pop up in a few places. And eventually, you either kill him yourself or he will die because he he's fucking shit. But he'll drop, or he'll give you if he survives long enough. He'll give you a a, a key to get in a mausoleum, which then unlocks one of the, like the ultimate weapons of the game or a part of the ultimate weapon. So I've cleared like all my little side quests. I know where all the enemies are in World One, so it's an easy twenty minute run. Go through, kill every enemy on the level. Um, and once you've done it the first time, the dragons don't even fuck me on the bridge either, which is nice. <laughs> Stay away from him. <laughs> I've seen this motherfucker do this run in 20 minutes, so the, so the fuck away from that guy. <laughs> nope, nope. It's better we stay back, lads. It's better we stay back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Then obviously, you know, there's been the obligatory war zone. Yeah, obviously we're Warzone, because uh, for all I wanted to be a game streamer, Johnny, it turns out I'm actually just a fucking Warzone streamer. That's I, I, that's essentially I, what I am right now. I'll make you a deal. Next next stream, Yeah. you and I will we'll do some Xbox streaming. Oh, shit, stream son. Like either Sea of Thieves or... Um, Minecraft. Uh, what? Minecraft. <laughs> Minecraft? You got any Minecraft? You got any Minecraft? <laughs> <laughs> No, we'll 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 do some we'll do some proper like, Xbox streaming. I will we'll venture yeah, venture with well, seeing that right is the problem. And I think this is probably a good platform to talk about it on. The problem with being a Warzone streamer is that when you play Warzone all the time, your skill level sort of you keep a high skill level. Mm -hmm. 
when you dip off and you start playing Demon Souls and you start playing Miles Morales and you fuck about on, I don't know, Fortnite, for example, which is coming up, uh, you end up, your skill level drops off. And then you really suffer if you're trying to be a Warzone streamer and you're terrible at it. <laughs> like, you can only carry a stream so far on being entertaining. Like, people, I think, expect a level of skill from you. And my skill level on that last stream had dropped off so fucking significantly it wasn't even funny, like... But, that, but that's why we pull Willie along for the ride. Yeah, true. <laughs> that is true. Pull the old 0.5%. Like AC3. Willy, Willy Nerdslayer there. But yeah, the, the only other game I've played, obviously, the obligatory Warzone, I've got back into Fortnite. Uh, I think we'll just use that as a segue for our first choice cut on the docklet this evening. Uh, if you caught last week's podcast, what we said we were going to do was immediately stream the, the Fortnite event. It was it happened last week. It was the Nexus War Galactus event. It happened last Tuesday. Uh, and we were in it. We got in it. We got in the event. So what I will say, the event itself on the Fortnite side of it was handled incredibly well. Um, mm. No issues getting in at all. And our one of the prospects joined us and he got in straight away. Literally turned his Xbox on and got in immediately. Like He didn't get queued, nothing. He just got straight into the event, which is kudos to, to Epic for pulling that off. Like increasing the server capacity because we've had events in the past where uh, hundreds of thousands of people have missed out because of the the service couldn't handle the traffic couldn't handle the demand so they've done a lot of work on the back of that uh, and i don't know of anybody who actually didn't get in the event who wanted to be in the event so kudos to to epic um twitch however <laughs> shit the fucking bed at a scale i have never fucking seen before so 15.3 million people concurrently played that event. Okay. Fortnite That's, ha- stag- that's staggering. Fortnite that handled that staggering. shit. Staggering. Yeah, yeah. Right. On top of that, there was so many millions claimed in people watching it on streams. So the problem with that is if you're streaming on Twitch, if like me, you are uh, a fledgling Twitch streamer, you are Twitch affiliate or lesser, if you're just a if you haven't made affiliate yet, or you are an affiliate with, say you've just made it, and you're not pulling in big numbers yet, you will have probably have found your Twitch channel was just fucking null and void. You couldn't get anything to work. It didn't show you as live. Your VOD didn't record properly because the lion's share of the bandwidth went to the top streamers on that platform. The likes of your Nick Merckx, Ninja, Tim the Tapman, Courage. I, I think Courage probably streamed on fucking... <laughs> got hosed. <laughs> yeah, got fucking... I, I think Courage probably streamed on YouTube, probably. But, like, the, all these big, big names in the streaming game, their streams were unaffected. It was because all of us small, little streamers who we give 50% of our hard-earned revenue to Twitch... Uh, they just think that's small change. So, fuck it, you know, fuck it. They strangled well, our bandwidth yeah. to keep the big streamers going, which exactly. I can see why. From a business standpoint, I can see why, but from from a content creator, I'm trying to make something here. Do you know what I mean? I'm trying to fucking build something here. I'm not slogging my guts out to to have Twitch take half my money and then strangle my channel to let fucking Nick Merckx keep going. 
like, yeah when you want to be a part of uh, that like yeah I mean? yeah what am i what am i fucking doing here do you know what i mean but so i'm, I'm not too pleased with twitch on that one at all but uh, like i said that top level Fortnite, epic unbelievable 15.3 concurrent players played that event and the event was decent it wasn't very long granted galactus was there he was just like on the horizon his giant fucking head and then uh he came he walked towards everybody and he sort of backhanded the helicarrier and then like it, that propelled you up into the air and then fucking Iron Man skites in and gives you a fucking backpack and then you're flying about and you're in a battle bus and they turn the battle bus, they've like armed the battle bus and it turned into a game of 3D fucking Space Invaders at that point. It reminded us of the shooting gallery of old, like, uh, do you remember Alien Storm on the Mega Drive, Johnny? It was part of oh, like yeah. Mega yes. Games 1, I think it was. There was you know, yeah. they had them collections. One of them was... Uh, Streets of Rage 2, Golden Axe and Shinobi. The other one was uh, Alien Storm, and I can't remember the other two games because the only game I ever fucking played was Alien Storm. Loved mm-hmm. Alien Storm, absolutely loved it. And in Alien Storm, there was a mission every so often where it was like a lab or a supermarket, and it was just a shooting gallery, and the screen panned left to right very slowly a couple of times, and you moved your curse around and just shot shit out of everything. It was just that. Galactus was there and he'd spat all these drones out and your bus just sort of like moved the bus didn't really move if I'm honest but you, you moved your cursor about and picked all these drones off then there was sort of like a, a Death Star like sort of thing where you flew up like one of the channels in his arms and ducking and diving under these fucking low bridges and shit like that it was it was a good event, it was a solid event and it, it opened up um season two chapter two season fucking something i don't even know what we're on right now season five five? chapter two season five so essentially galactus ripped the zero point out of the center of the map which is the thing that powers the whole island the storyline goes uh with the zero point exposed all these people who were dropped on the island can now escape jonesy's got to go back in hire a team of hunters to make sure nobody escapes the island until they can sort of recover the zero point, which is now hanging ominously in the middle of the desert. And that uh, that uh, ushered in season five and yeah. uh, a whole host of what essentially, it's, it's give them carte blanche at this point to pull in any popular character that they can get the fucking license for. And deem yep. them as a hunter because Jonesy, like in this eye, in this like cutscene, he was like, "I'm going to scan the multiverse, which opens up again. Fucking anything you can possibly think of, to get hunters to keep people in, like from escaping." So obviously the mm-hmm. the first one was the Mandalorian. He's in there. Yes, clearly bought him. Don't be ridiculous. Of course, of course, of course I did. Of course he did. Of course he fucking did. I'm busy trying to get me best car armor set at the minute. Like, um. <clears throat> The uh, the next one, I don't know if they didn't particularly tie him in, other than the fact that one of the uh, other hunters that um, Epic made, the pancake guy, a man made entirely of pancakes, seems to have. Mancake the fighting flapjack. Mancake the fighting flapjack, that's him. He seems to have garnered some level of cult classic already. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, Mancake is in the cutscene, and there's a werewolf charges at him, and out of nowhere, Kratos. From from God of War fame, 
God of War 2018 with the beard and um, that fella's head on his back. I can't remember his name. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I know you That's going to fucking eat me up, that. Oh, damn it. <laughs> no. Shit. We'll trivia come... has let me down. Trivia, fucking goddammit, trivia. Um, the Scottish guy on his back. What are you doing, lad? I tell you, we story about your dad. He was Scottish, wasn't he? The head on his back. <laughs> He felt Scottish. Or maybe that was just. Maybe I've just drank too much whiskey. <laughs> maybe everybody's. Maybe everybody's Scottish now. But now Kratos is in there now. Um, he got a cutscene, which leads us to believe the tying him into the hunters, but he doesn't appear in the lo- like the main sort of image splash of the hunters. There's the Mandalorian and Maeve, who I believe is if not directly pulled from the boys, is heavily fucking based on the boys. I mean, it's the same fucking name. <laughs> but, like, all these other, like, hunters that they've essentially created themselves. But, uh, is Kratos classed as a hunter, or is it just a skin? Because I know, essentially, they went after me wallet. In a very short space of time, it was like, there's Mando, which I bought. There's Kratos, which I bought. There's the DC pack with Joker, fucking... Uh, and I can't even remember who the other two were because I was just that hooked on the Joker. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Here we go again. So f- he, he, here's the thing, because I'm a, I'm a Fortnite noob. Mm-hmm. If if not not even you know, initiated at all yet. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the word yet, because it's happening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we argued long. We flip this back to the war zone where we talk about content. Now, fair enough, there's a lot of content you can buy and stuff like that but yeah, in terms yeah. of you know tie-ins and things like that the pace at which that moves mm-hmm. you know is is like you know in like you know like in ice ages compared to what seem team fortnite's doing yeah. you know, you'd think you drop mando then it seems like within days there's a kratos skin yeah and it's just like hang, hang on let us breathe <laughs> breathe mando i mean you only just got your venom skin the other week. i bought literally in the space of two weeks i bought venom mando Kratos, and uh, if this next little bit of choice cut is to be believed, I'm about to be buying uh, none other than Master Chief himself, Johnny. I know. I mean, like, is 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 Fortnite now becoming the platform to basically, you know, it's it's like the 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 platform to advertise your content on <laughs> the gaming sphere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, very know, well could be. Just, you know, just put a character in there just to. I mean, it's odd, like, because, you know, characters can be taken very out of context on Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Are you referring <laughs> to the Kratos doing the little, like, piece with his arse sticking out by any chance? I am. I am very much. <laughs> very much so. That is the problem, like, because um, currently I don't have any cool fucking dancers or, or emojis or emotes attached to my build. So I played Fortnite today. Um, before this podcast, uh, and I got a dub obviously because I play on Switch because I like winning. And I wanted to clear yeah. up some man, like, I want my best guard armor, so I thought to do that, I needed to do the Mandalorian quests. So the Mandalorian quest was like, find the crashed Razor Crest, and I found that. And then it was do five contracts. So I did my fifth contract today, but I'm doing all my contracts on Switch because it's a hell of a lot easier. I've done four of the five on Switch and one of them on Xbox. So I cleared up my last uh, contract. And then I ended up getting a dub 
but then I was like, oh fuck, this is cool. Uh, every time I've been in the bottom or the top two or top three, whoever wins always does a cool dance just to really rub it in. And then for the first time today, I was like, oh shit, I need to pull up a dance. I've just got a dub, and I know for a fact there's people watching because I can say they're watching. And uh, the Mandalorian, Din Djarin, just started playing the air guitar like a lunatic. And I was like, oh, oh this doesn't look good at all. <laughs> oh, the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian wouldn't do this. Din Djarin would not do this. So, I know what you mean, like, context context is uh, non-existent, really. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, so, apparently, more, um, apparently, Master Chief. Yeah, I mean, if there's anything to keep something relevant, you know, because yeah. he's had some pretty um, shocking news in terms of being delayed and stuff. He's on a fairly to terrible keep, run of form. Yeah, to keep the brand, you know, up there, you know, I can see that working, as long as, you know, I think... There is a danger you take your characters out of context, I'll say again. You know, it's just odd. But Fortnite's Fortnite, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it is what it is. I mean, I I what did I do? dub it the other day? Super Fortnite Super Fortnite Smash Brothers X two Turbo Arcade <laughs> Tournament Editions. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's becoming. That's what it's that's what it's becoming. Hey, 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 if it if it works and it seems to be, but it's like, you know, like I mean, people just name a license. They, that's what I mean, right? People say Fortnite's yeah. a dead game, right? But you name me a license that hasn't appeared in Fortnite. Mm-hmm. The only one I can think of, and I could be even wrong here, is Harry Potter. I don't think Harry Potter's been in Fortnite yet. And I could like I say, I could be wrong, because I dropped off Fortnite for a long time. Every other and Halo, obviously, but like now we've got we've got uh, a data miner who's apparently discovered a Master Chief model, including a Warthog and a what they called a Pelican. Is that that dropship that they use in Halo? Yeah. So the Pelican will be your glider, obviously. The Warthog will be a skin for a Jeep, I'm guessing, or an emote. Like you can get like traversal emojis now, so you can emote and like move with it. Like dead, the Deadpool one's got a tricycle, so I don't know if the Warthog would maybe become a little. You can actually traverse a moat with that. I don't well, know. No, from Mando to then Kratos, then rumours about um, here, uh, Master Chief. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's already rumours going that there's going to be a Predator skin coming. It would work though. Like it would also fit in with this Hunter type thing. Exactly. So like, if you know that. You know, it, it it's open ended. You know what I mean, and it, it it's it's pretty cool business model for both sides. You know, you know, Fortnite gets the content on to keep it more like keep it moving forward. Yeah. You know, keep keep it refreshed, and you know, it becomes a, a, a appetizing platform within the game sphere <laughs> to actively promote your content. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely nuts. <laughs> like I can't believe how fucking invested I am in this game again. Like, I went, early days, I went heavy on Fortnite. Before it really started pulling in a lot of the licenses, right? So, there was Fortnite Save the World, which was not the Battle Royale. I played Fortnite pre-Battle Royale, uh, and I enjoyed that there. Then, the Battle Royale came out as a direct rip of PUBG. And I was like, well, I'll play this until PUBG drops. And then from there, its rise was nothing short of astronomical. Mm. Uh, but I was in early days, 
uh, the first few seasons are like I fully completed them seasons just fully level full max leveled up the lot hit me max level cap for the season I was doing double XP events all of that dropped off for the longest time came back in around uh, I want to say when it launched on switch I got back in quite heavily then I dropped off again and then I got pulled back in at the end of the Nexus War. So I came in and got like the Thor skin, the Venom skin. Didn't have time to unlock like the Wolverine skin. The Thor skin there. <laughs> just, 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 can we just clarify that you said that, please? <laughs> oh, right of me bloody Thor skin. Oh, I had to log in and win me Thor skin. I've, uh... So I got me Thor skin. <laughs> I got the venom and skin of Thor, and then obviously nice, 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 nice. nice. But I missed a lot of the Marvel content. I missed all of the DC content. There was a big Batman event and I missed, and that's unusual for me because I'm normally I'm heavy on Batman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I missed me Batman. Uh, I've got the. The John Wick skins, both the unofficial one and the official John Wick skin. Because, of course. Because they ripped them off at first. There was just a Fortnite version of John Wick, and then they released an actual John Wick that had two skin variants. Um, speaking of skin variants, PlayStation 5 got an exclusive Kratos variant, leading me to believe that if this Master Chief rumour is true, and he's coming to Fortnite, then Xbox players will get... Uh, we'll get an exclusive Master Chief variant as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you. I don't know how you do that though, because Kratos has got two variants because he's got no armor. He's bare chested Kratos and Kratos with the fucking master. You know the gold army, like the top, the high level armor you get in that game. Yeah, like his PS5 exclusive skin is that. So what do you do with Master Chief? Like. Mjolnir armor three and Mjolnir armor four. Like, do we give him a, do we give him a cartoony halo and then like the halo four type look? I don't know. That, 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 you make an, you make a very interesting point there, sir. I don't, <laughs> I don't fully know, but I mean, like I say, it's it's a rumor at this point. Could be so rumors could be rumors. You know we'll I mean? uh, we'll we'll see what happens there. Tell you what, we'll put a pin in that because I feel like that's enough Fortnite for today. Um. What fought last night? <laughs> Johnny, what about if I was to hit you with some news? Uh, you being a man who is famed at this point for his disdain of video game properties becoming uh, translated into either small or big screen events. Yeah, it's not needed. It's not needed. What it's if needed. I was to tell you, Metal Gear Johnny, that Oscar Isaac had been confirmed to play Solid Snake in the big screen adaption of Metal Gear Solid. Oh. Thoughts? I mean, I mean, damn, because, and I think you touched on this and I'll steal your phrase, but yes, in Go terms of, like, the actor, absolutely, you know. Yeah. If I was going to cast someone, Oscar Isaac, big fan of his. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> in terms of it, does it, if there was any, any game franchise that did not need... <laughs> Mm. A, a film adaptation. Yeah, it's Metal Gear. It does not need it. I don't. It does not need it. I'm gonna be brutally honest. 
I don't think Metal Gear will translate well into a film. If it no, stays it's true, hard. if it stays true, the Hideo Kojima vision of what Metal Gear yeah. is and the universe that he built around that game, there is no way people are going to understand what the fuck is happening. That if you have not played a Metal Gear Solid game before and it stays true to that, people are going to fucking shit on this movie for being uh, essentially sucker punch, it's essentially like, like a Zack Snyder fucking gig. It's just it's it's like. The Metal Gear narratives are like hardly coherent in the best of times, you know nah. what I mean? And then trying to package that into what will be a two hour plus film. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. 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 I just, but no, I... Top, top quality casting. Top oh, quality casting. W- without doubt, Oscar Isaac, if they were, if I was sat down and they put a gun at my head and they just said, right, we're going to. Nothing you can do now changes this. We are making the Metal Gear movie. Who do you want to play him? Oscar Isaac would be up there, uh, and largely because of a piece of art that Boss Logic did on Twitter. Do you follow Boss Logic on Twitter? I do not. I'll I'm still uh, fledgling I'll, I'll, I'll put you on. Uh, I'll put you on to Boss Logic. He does some fucking incredible like work, uh, and he did a mock up of what Oscar Isaac would look like as metal as Solid Snake, and that he planted this that seed a long time ago, and it's just stuck with us. <laughs> So that he would have been my first choice, and it looks as though possibly his work has also uh, been germinating in whoever the fuck is the casting director for Metal Gear Solid the movie because they've got him. And I tell you what, if they manage to get Sebastian Stan as a young Luke Skywalker, Boss Logic is a fucking addict. Boss Logic is the puppet master. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I'll put you on him. I'll, I'll I'll send you some of his shit, and you can follow him from there. Cool. Thank you for the networking opportunity. Always, always. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know how that's going to play out. I don't necessarily want to see a Metal Gear movie. Uh, if I was going to do anything, if I had to take, if I absolutely had to, I would I would rather have took a sort of a Netflix type season. That would have given us 10 hours instead of two to try and get this Kojima-esque narrative onto the small screen because I think they're going to really fucking struggle with that yeah I don't know I think I, this is one thing that could lang- languish in like development hell for a while yeah like the the Halo movie that never was exactly you know when you're dealing with a like a with a with a, a franchise like, like even like the let's go you know, talk about the Uncharted one which seem I hear is wrapped now mm-hmm. filming you know what I mean even that was in developmental kind of hell for years until it finally got pushed through yeah and that's probably just because mark Wahlberg is involved with the um, production he's playing silly isn't he he is um, that's he, also a good like, casting by the way yeah but in terms of like a hollywood worker like he, he's got producing chops so he, he knows he knows how to get a project up and running and through he knows how to get, like, get, get it get get wheels up if you like yeah definitely he knows how to complete a project because of his work ethic mm-hmm. you know what i mean so like you know, if you've got someone involved in the production who, who like will drive it through, pull it through, who then... has who has fucking like a certain cadence themselves. Yeah, you know, you know, like a screen presence, like yeah, from an actor's point of view, but also like the work ethic to pull it through. Like Robert Downey Jr., for example. Yeah. For his projects, you know, he'll pull the project through. So. Um... Sometimes I bet he wishes he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you, Doolittle. 
How do you go from Iron Man to that fucking Doolittle? By the way, unbelievable. Anyway, you've got, you've got to try and re- you've got to try and reinvent yourself at all costs. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking just burn burn it to the ground and raise it from the ashes. Exactly. I, I, to, to be honest, that's how you do it. Usually, you you just you know you don't shit up on your your legacy. You just say I'm doing something completely different. Yeah. If it works, it works brilliant. If it doesn't, it helps me shed the former thing. Like uh, Sam Jackson. With just the string of like snakes on a plane esque type movies that he did for no reason other than the fact he wanted to make fun films. Yeah, he knew exactly. that the critically they would bomb, but like he'd have a lot of fun doing them. It goes in reverse as well when like suddenly Liam Nielsen is realised as a, as an action film star. He's like, am I okay? I'm gonna milk this for every penny. Yeah. <laughs> taken, just, just taken two, taken three, <laughs> four, taken. five, taken six and seven, taken eight. Taken nine, the Netflix series. Uh, <laughs> then there was pre-taken on Amazon, which was the prequel. And then uh, he did like The Grey and like loads of weird films like that, didn't he? Became like an action star off the back of yeah, Taken. You basically put the and put anything else. So you had like what, like like the the Plowman or something like that. The Plowmans. <laughs> Plowmans. <laughs> it was Liam Neeson eating a sandwich for one and a half hours. <laughs> Really angry look on his face. For some reason, if he didn't finish this sandwich, his family was gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, it doesn't. It's not needed. That's my final comment. Good casting, but uh, doesn't need it. You don't yeah. need to make film adaptations of, of of video games. You don't need to. They're don't gonna keep to. doing. And I still don't think the Last of Us thing, even though it's got some caliber writers on. I don't think it's ah. It's not, well, it doesn't need to happen. That Last of Us thing, that's a retelling of the fucking Ellie and Joel saga as well. They're not even just gonna set it in the Ellie and Joel world. They're What's just, the they're doing Ellie point? and Joel. I don't know. They're <laughs> looking for easy wins, I think. Uh-huh. Easy wins. Uh-huh. Anyway, what's next on the dot with Johnny? What we got? Well, it's the. I suppose this is the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Uh, go home edition. Welcome to the Cyberpunk 2077 hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's been reviewed. It, the reviews are out. Mm-hmm. Um, reasonably good. It's reviewing fa- favorably. Very well. Um, it sounds like there's a lot of bugs with it. Yeah. A lot of people are, are reviewing pre-launch Bug- copies. Reviewing bugged copies. So that doesn't help. But you know, kudos to the. Um, CD Projekt Red to to still put it out there uh-huh. you know I mean? to be reviewed on, on that kind of thing. Um, they've promised was it? I mean, here we go, it's Patch City apparently coming on Thursday it seems. <laughs> <laughs> Patch City and Night City. <laughs> how many? It's, it's already had one. So it's got a pre-launch um, patch. Yeah, yeah. Which is in the like 40 odd gig. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and then it's got a, so that's the, what they're dubbing the day zero patch. Yeah. Um, and then it's got a day one patch, which is probably going to be another. You're talking in excess of a hundred gig here, probably for for the install. Probably. Um, which they've said will iron out. It'll it'll change. They're saying it'll change the game for consoles. Right. Which uh, you know. And I did the same with The Witcher. <laughs> Aye, true. That thing. true, true. I know the so, um, I know the review copy that's out is the PC version. That's that's mm-hmm. what everybody's reviewed so far. 
So, I mean, let's say you know, it's it, we knew it went gold, so we knew there was a you know physical, there was a physical media out there that needed, that was going to be patched. Uh-huh. So we won't know until I think I think till actually players sit down and play it. But I don't think there's anything completely soul destroying about the the reviews. No, um, I mean I think the overwhelming, and I'm not going to call it a negative because for the most part this game is scoring very highly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems to be the promise of Cyberpunk hasn't really been totally fulfilled. It it isn't the step forward everyone thought it was going to be. It's very much just just another open world game, just another good open world game. It's not. It doesn't push the medium forward the way that I think. Um, not only CD Projekt Red are guilty of that, but the mainstream game and journalism is guilty of that. Us as gamers, again, fallen for that hype. Old Hype Rancher, mm-hmm. where are you? Because this game has been... Everyone's hung the hat on this game mm-hmm. to be the one to push the the industry forward. Much like Halo did for first-person shooters, much like Gears of War did for the the cover shooter much like yeah. uncharted did for third person adventure titles do you know be what that, i mean like disruptive presence to, to change, yeah change, to change take it yeah. to take it to the next level to force that genre to into the next level and i think everyone hung the hat on cyberpunk being the one to push uh open world rpgs to the next the next evolution of whatever that is whatever that looks like and it isn't it's that ain't the one it's not the one to do it yeah, they've probably played it safe, but then going like you know, new new direction after the lofty heights of Witcher Three. Yeah, you know, they were gonna, in some some aspects, like fail a little bit because mm-hmm. it was never gonna be Witcher Three. Even no. you know, the first thing when as soon as they mentioned they were doing a first person RPG, you you saw people some people balked at it. You know what yeah. I mean? So even if in it's just premise, it was gonna lose some people. It might gain some more people, but it's gonna lose some people from your Witcher 3 standpoint. Yeah. But let's not forget, it took evolution of Witcher 1, 2 to get to 3 mm-hmm. for what 3 turned out to be. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, Witcher yeah. 2 arguably is a is the one that changed the game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, in, in terms of you know, how, it, how, how it would play and where, where it was kind of, you had certain choices but you were linear within those those arcs. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that helped develop what 3 turned out to be. You know what I mean? So... I know this seems like a, like a weird statement to make, or, or like an obvious statement to make, but Witcher th- there wouldn't have been a Witcher 3 had it not been for the Witcher 2. Do you know what I mean? And obviously no, that I, sounds I, like I an obvious statement mean. to make, but yeah. if the Witcher 2 hadn't tried to do what it did, you wouldn't have seen such a successful 3. Exactly. So I, I can agree from like play, play, players wanting that kind of cyberpunk to do push that narrative differently, mm-hmm. but starting with a new... Um, um, genre a new content new kind of world new mechanics yeah they've probably played it safe and I think that's what's coming out you know what I mean play it safe and make sure it's fun and enjoyable Mm -hmm. particularly I'm guessing how much investment cost has been put into it that you need to try and recoup yeah 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 and this isn't this isn't going to be one that a game that has you know seasons and lots of um, you know compared to Fortnite with its you know um, microtransactions and its available content. Like a like a it's, it's, be, not, it's not a game as a service. 
No, this is a you you purchase the <laughs> the the media yeah. and then play it, play it. So it needs sales mm-hmm. to to bring it back. It needs top sales. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but I'm yeah. excited to play it. I'm, I'm, it's something fresh and new, and I just I'm I'm just in love with the 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 ethos of cyberpunk kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, let's hope it uh, let's hope it holds up. Let's hope it all holds up well. I mean, I'm hearing that it's very immersive. I mean, the problem with RPGs, and it sounds like it's been reflected in a few reviews, is that, and I had this issue with like, do you find actually question that a lot of games are bringing a lot of RPG elements, like you know, Assassin's Creed, yeah, yeah, skill trees, what yeah. you call it, Arkham series, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? For what are they are very linear games, bringing in um, skill trees and like tech trees, skill and trees and, and a lot of RPG elements to uh-huh. that, you know what I mean? The problem when you bring in these things in like and side quests, and I found this in Batman exactly that you know the main story narrative jars with the your, your motivation to do the side quests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't happen, uh, didn't happen in The Witcher um, because of who you are, but it sounds like that could be a criticism of cyberpunk. Yeah, like although I've heard the, I see where you're coming from, but I have heard the the, the sort of the opposite to that. Whereby the side quests actually enhance your main story arc. So if and, you and go and get lost in your side quests, and you'll only know this if you do two runs of Cyberpunk. Um, I've I read was it an IGN review? Somebody reviewed it was IGN or Polygon maybe. Somebody had reviewed it and said at at time of recording review that had six very different endings. See that excites me and because it sounds like it's yeah. an RPG that's designed to have play through multiple times to get the best out of it, rather and, than yeah. play for a long time to get the best out of it. And it all depends on your investment in these side quests, essentially. Mm-hmm. But then again, some of these side quests won't even open up to you, depending on dialogue choice as well. So yeah, this game is ripe for multiple playthroughs. If there only was one... there was such a thing as free time these days. <laughs> if only. If only. But I don't think we've got any other games coming out. To be fair, until early twenty twenty one. So that's no, only... but I, I, it's gonna, I, it's gonna. I think there's gonna be content available for games that are out, and then suddenly the, the slate's gonna be like shit. Yeah, you know, we're full again. Just full. Yeah. <laughs> of stuff. Speaking of games with other content coming out, uh, we've had a trailer for the end of season one of Warzone, the official end of season trailer. I know technically we're up to like I think it's season fucking six? Five? Yeah, six. Six on now. But it's gonna it's doing it looks as though it's the Fortnite type deal for Warzone whereby they're gonna wrap up this chapter chapter one, season six, wrap it up and then we're pulling in we're officially gonna start pulling in the Black Ops elements into Warzone as of December the sixteenth. They launched a trailer which showed what people are believing at this point, and it's, I mean, you can see it in the trailer, it, it clearly is. If anybody out there has played or had played Black Ops 4, which was the Black Ops game that shipped without a campaign, and it was just zombies, multiplayer, and uh, Blackout, which is the precursor to Warzone, Blackout had a, an additional mode added that were called Alcatraz, which was essentially quads, 
on a smaller map, smaller number of people on a smaller map when you were in Alcatraz. And it looks as though this trailer is leading towards that coming back. Alcatraz is coming back. To what level, I don't know. That I think they're going to have to extend on it to fit the 150-odd players in the map that we currently have. Um, I, do you want my two cents on this? Fire away, fire away. Just, just looking at it now, because it's a small map in the in the trailer, if, if it is to believe that this will be the war zone, whatever they call it, the classified war zone um, stuff that they've said in there. Classified war zone experience, which is part of what they said was the roadmap, in the roadmap. Yeah. Right. I'm wondering if this now, if it's Alcatraz, right, are they going to extend what the Gulag is? So you'll have Gdansk or something as the main map. Uh-huh. And instead of going to the Gulag, you go to when actually there's a sub-game within Warzone going on. Ah, that would be interesting. And I'm, that would be interesting if it's accommodating what I call it, but if they just decide we're going to go to a smaller map Warzone. Well, it'll be I, a... I like or is it just going to be a limited kind of experience, like Plunders or like uh, Warzone Rumble? Or like the zombies for Haunting of Verdansk? Because to, in, in some respects, yeah, it's interesting. And it was where what the, the Haunting of Verdansk was fun. But do you not think people are thinking, this map is stale as fuck now, we need something new? Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the map's stale. I think the map's yeah. very stale. Um, and so, I, I think so that's he... partially partially why I, I i lean towards playing other games when i'm not streaming now instead of mm-hmm. keeping me warzone skill up i'm leaning towards playing other games because i'm I'm becoming i'm becoming t- tired of warzone but this this could be it is i mean so far all we've got is f- a few scraps of info like we know new skins coming in such as adler adler's coming in who adler is one of the protagonists from cold war call of duty cold war you see in him in the trailer torturing a guy who goes by the name of Stitch. I can't remember. It's like a Russian name. Somebody, Stitch. He looks like he's a new big bad. Adler is coming in. I'm guessing as the skin for the, the new season pack will get Adler. All of the Black Ops guns will come in with this. So you can get your, your build your Black Ops type loadouts. Um, and then whatever this Alcatraz turns out to be. And do we see... Do we see Alcatraz returning as the same mode as it was in Black Ops 4, where it was a smaller map and a smaller number of people? Or like you say, does Alcatraz become an extension of the current game, whereby you start the map on Verdansk, but you can end up in Alcatraz, which is interesting. But then again, I I don't know how you would... If you're dropping in as a quad in Verdansk, and then somebody dies and goes to Alcatraz instead of the Gulag... How do you get back out of Alcatraz? Just the same way. Or... Yeah, I think it's just a, just a, a bigger gulag experience. I'm, I, that, that's just my thoughts. Mm. It, it, I'm linking it very much. I'm interesting, the definitely tenuous interesting. Tenuous link to Alcatraz. Yeah, like being the prison. Right. Haven't haven't experienced the original mode. Then obviously my my experiences are somewhat tainted. Not tainted, but like. I've already played the Alcatraz mode in Black Ops 4, so that's where my mind automatically goes. Smaller map, uh, a smaller number of people on the map, quads, team event type deal. So, uh, I don't know. I'd like to see, possibly, Alcatraz and the surrounding area, but the surrounding area of Alcatraz is water, so (laughs) I don't know know how you do this. It doesn't, be a war zone it map. doesn't look big enough so. for a 150 player map so 
It's like, is this just the event that we had in Black? Is this the Black Ops Four event reskinned, re repurposed in Warzone? And if so, nice change, but still, eh. Where's the progress? Where's Where, the progress? Eh, is that a half step? Would we call that a half step? I'd, I think I'd call it a half step. It's a mode that already existed. It's a map that already existed. Granted, they might, they've rebuilt it in the Warzone engine. Because, uh, obviously, uh, Black Ops 4 was built with Treyarch's engine. So, Warzone being the standalone on its own engine would have had to rebuild it. Would have had to rebuild the full thing. But it's it's a map that already exists. It's a mode that already existed. Uh, games like PUBG, they've they brought out like full new full fucking maps. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. The Godfather, it, it, PUBG, the full new maps. Fortnite's it like changed its whole map. I don't know how many times. Exactly. I mean, I feel like Warzone is more and more. It's designed to just milk, like milk the contents contents that's there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If this is just a another build of an existing, you know, map that the design works already relatively done for. Uh-huh. It's it's basically how do we monetize this? Yeah. Uh, you know, how do we do more with less? <laughs> yeah. Typical corporate mumbo jumbo. Yeah. So. No, fully agree. Fully agree. But December sixteenth, so we're at this point. What a week away from that as well. So well, I expect... if it's another 50, 50 gig download, I was, download. <laughs> <laughs> was going to say expect a large download any day now because so far what they've been doing is rolling out uh, large downloads well in advance that you don't actually have to not boot the game for. So it will download in the background while you're playing, which is a which is a nice touch given oh, how nice how often they do patch and how big these fucking patches are. That is a nice touch. So we'll 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 see on that one soon enough. Johnny, I know we've got a few little fucking rapid fires on the uh, on the docket, so I don't know if you want to just fly I, through these fuckers. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you want me to take the first one? Go, mate. Um, so, State of Decay 2, uh, Xbox Series X and S optimizations are now available. Very it's good. It's downloaded. It's ready to go. We could stream that as well. or definitely play it. Nice, nice, nice. So, that, that should be good. Um, brings a, what, a new lethal... Uh, um, difficulty mode, which is apparently in inverted commas tuned right to the edge of impossible. So that, that should be mm, fun. Jesus, <laughs> not for me. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you want to take the next one? Um, yeah, can do. Well, uh, open it. I thought you were just gonna. I'd just, born idle, if I'm honest. Born idle. No, I was no, just no, gonna. I, I, I was sorry, just gonna do, let you. I'll run. do my job. I'll do my job. Uh, um, so. <laughs> if that involves me not doing my job, that sounds amazing. So uh, you crack on. <laughs> you paid for this, Johnny. Produce, goddamn. Produce. <laughs> uh, Project Athia, Athia, Athia mm-hmm. um, is come out. Is going to be a PS exclusive for at least two years. That's the Gary Way game, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Guy it's who wrote the, Rogue One. Yeah, it's the um, mysterious, uh, uh, yeah, mysterious fantasy game. No mm-hmm. release date yet, um, but it won't be. Seen, whenever it does come, it won't be seen on the the, the green brand. For no, another further two years. Uh, uh, but I believe it's PS5 and PC are the two that it's coming to. Oh yeah, part of like a. It was part of like a showcase of upcoming games that just randomly dropped on the fucking PlayStation YouTube channel or something. And it was that mm-hmm. it was announced in there. But to be honest, given given Gary Witter's chops, 
given his accolades, that that that's that bodes well for this game. Mm-hmm. Narratively, thinking, at least. I mean, Square Enix big, but they've got Final Fantasy 16 in production. Yeah. You know, that didn't seem like it was going to be around the corner. So, no. where does Project Athia sit? The fact that it's called Project Athia, working title, yeah. tells me it's still a while away. Still a while, <laughs> aye. That is, that's a while off at this point. Yeah. Do you, um... <laughs> so, uh... UK gangs are stealing PS5s from moving trucks. It's, it's got to this. It's got to this. this. This is where we're at. This is where we're at now. We've, people have become that desperate to get PS5s. We've resorted to the fast and the furious type fucking heists on moving trucks. Unbelievable. I mean, Only I, in the UK, I man. I don't know why. I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, the scalpers are having a whale of a time. Because you know, and they've even come out and said um, it's it's so easy. I don't know what you're all talking about. <laughs> We've managed to get lots of consoles. Yeah. So unless this is the public fighting back and just robbing people, <laughs> robbing the wrong people. Exactly. Ugh. But um. No, I think that's fucking hilarious. Like, I mean, I do feel terribly fucking sorry for anybody who wanted a PS5 and didn't get one. Um, the one thing that I find somewhat frustrating. But then again, I'm aware that I have been in this industry for many years now, and I know the ins and outs of it, and I know how it works. Uh, as a consumer and as a fucking essentially an, a games industry mark, you know what I mean. I know, the, I know how the uh, I know how the sausage gets made. But the the people who were like, I can't find a console anywhere for the kids for Christmas and that, and I'm like, well, surely you must have fucking known this would happen. Like, this is what yeah. the whole buzz leading up to pre-order day was. Because mm-hmm. they sh- this shit is rare. They're difficult to get hold of. So you've got to get in there with your pre-order. And, yeah, I mean, and I, when the, I, like, people complain at this point, like, oh, fucking, I haven't got one. It's like, well, it was like, oh, the, the band's not going to have one for Christmas. It's like, well, I, I'm sorry, that's, fucking sucks for your kid but like you you can't tell me you didn't expect this where were you on pre-order day yeah don't just think one of the hottest fucking commodities on the planet is going to be readily available at launch do you know what i mean just like look at every launch console like console launch in Mm -hmm. in the past it has never been readily available nah never nah so Although now you might be able to buy one off uh, off fucking Vin Diesel and his mates who've clearly fucking uh, in a bunch of blacked out Honda Civics just fucking robbed a moving PlayStation 5 container. Jesus Christ. I, I want to have a look into this. I need to see if there's any sort of CCTV of this because it would be fucking hilarious. I think there was there's something, uh, there's a video of something um, of like a Romanian gang attempt trub trub. Trub, a truck robbery from the bonnet of a car only in Romania but like, only I, in Romania and also in Fast and the Furious <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell um, so quick quick fire last bits of news uh, yeah. Forza Horizon coming back in 2021 I yes I saw this I saw this rumoured uh, rumoured that Forza Horizon arguably the the more fun of the two yeah um, and I'm not a big racing fan, so you'll have to you'll have to help me out on this one. But my impression of Horizon was Horizon was the uh, less 
takes its doesn't take itself as seriously uh ramps up the 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 fun element of driving yeah it, it brings the arcade back into yeah, it yeah a little arcadey it's by no means an arcade driver game but it's certainly not a full-on sim it's not like a motorsport because motorsport no. is the sim isn't it it's the sim yeah that's the sim so forza motorsport coming to xbox obviously obviously uh, and that one is said to be a reboot of what forza motorsport is so mm-hmm. with that being on the cards and out in the wild we know that's coming it's already been announced i would have thought horizon would have been like that wouldn't have even been a discussion at this point because i thought the whole driving team would have been working on rebooting forza motorsport to be the mm-hmm. the pinnacle the go-to in racing sims what with gran turismo around the corner as well you definitely want to have the the champion of of that genre and it's the team that are building Fable also. Exactly, exactly. I was just going to say, like, it's a, if they're building Fable, then who's doing So where, Yeah, where is this, where's this Forza Horizon, where's this rumour coming from? I mean, it's rumoured to be the long, the long rumoured Forza Horizon set in Japan. That's what it's rumoured to be. Um, but again, I'm not a big Forza fan, I'm not a big driving fan, so that means nothing to me. But when I hear that news, I'm like, well, played around work on Fable, so how many, how many teams have we got here? How big? How big is Playground? If they're going to be working on Fable, a like a triple A tentpole franchise for Microsoft, yeah. which has to, which has to, it has to perform. It has to perform, and and Forza Horizon, which is by far and away got like a stellar reputation anyway. Mm-hmm. Which oh, you don't want to shit on. You don't want to like shit on that. You don't want to put out a half-ass version of Horizon. I mean, I, I, I can see the rumors. It's because it's it's one of those. It's a dead cert. There will be another Forza Horizon. Mm-hmm. You know, you can guarantee it. But it's not going to drop before Forza Motorsport. No way. Nah. I, well, I don't know. Can it? Does is Forza Motorsport twenty twenty two at this point? Do you know what I mean? You'd think you'd get your marquee. Well, I don't know. You know, the problem with the Sims is they're just too. They take themselves far too seriously. Too serious, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, there is a point of getting like, you know, Horizon. You know, the 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 junior sibling can sometimes overshadow the main star. Sometimes. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It happens on this fucking podcast weekly. You arsehole. No, it doesn't. No, you arsehole. You arsehole. People have actually started an official no. nice guy Johnny fan club on the stream, man. <laughs> come, don't come at me with that. Have you uh, have we got anything else on the dock there, Johnny? Um, I had one piece of de breaking news. De breaking um, news. De breaking news, bruv. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Prince of Persia: Sands of Time remake uh-huh. has been delayed today. Of course it has. Of course it has. Fix them faces. <laughs> Try and get that fucking fix the full fucking game. Um, needed. I've got a couple of bits of a couple of bits of news myself there. Obviously, we've got the Game Awards coming up very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's been a lot of people dragged into this Game Awards. Like, obviously, Reggie Fiamme's coming back. Christopher Nolan's coming back. Uh, we're not coming back, but he's coming to present an award. There's like an absolute fuckload of people though. You wouldn't. You wouldn't necessarily think for an independent Game Awards show. It's like, how in the fuck 
of all these people ended up as part of as part of this because there's some big fucking names. For example, if uh, let's just pull the game awards up on Twitter. Um, Ghost of Tsushima has won the Players Voice Award. So, congrats to Ghost Goats. Congrats to Goats of Tsushima. But some of the people involved in this, so we've got Christopher Nolan, Brie Larson, Jack Septicai of YouTube fame, Reggie Fiamir, Tom Holland, Nolan North, Stephen A. Smith, who I believe is that sportscaster guy. Fucking, like, wow. there's, there's just some absolute... For an independent show started by Jeff Keighley, yeah. who just it's started his own award show, it's become actually prestigious enough to pull in the likes of Christopher Nolan and fucking Tom Holland and that. Yeah. Jesus. Um, yeah, well, if it's, if it's pulling those stars, then maybe you're right about them doing some key announcements at that. Well, that's the other thing. It's rumoured that Xbox will be there and it'll be the first announcement of what the initiative has been working on. Ooh. Ooh yeah, that, 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 that's tantalising. At Game Awards. So do we get to see... Uh, do we get to see finally what the initiative's been working on? I hope so. I really hope so. Um, links to the Christopher Nolan thing. There was a report written that Christopher Nolan wanted an Inception video game, and he is turning up at the Game Awards. So, is there something happening here? Do we potentially get uh? A Christopher Nolan Inception game announcement. Oh, interesting. It, uh, interesting. It is interesting. I mean, what wets my whistle even more is just Christopher Nolan deciding I'm going to make a game. You know yeah. what I mean? The other way around, like you know, which is which is the tr- true media. I mean, he, he's a big fan of film and celluloid. You know, going full like digital yeah. and stuff. Interesting, but to put your your narrative chops to game design and game narrative, you know. That'd be interesting because it works the other way, turning games from films. Just yeah, the yeah. Other way around. Okay, <laughs> you are uh, I, you are the uh, the authority on that, as far as I'm concerned. Metal Gage, Metal Gage, Johnny. Any other way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's just another bit of news for you. Now it's not necessarily game related, but it's fucking huge. So I just wanted to do it anyway. Apparently, allegedly. Alfred Molina is returning as Doc Ock in uh, the MCU's Spider-Man 3. All over that shit. Wow. Like, what the fuck? This rips the multiverse wide open. Absolutely. But obviously this is a video game podcast, so can we really talk about this on here, Johnny? I mean, do we have another? Do we have another platform? Is a hell of a game. Is a hell of a game. Do we? I mean, do we even have another platform to talk about this on? So... I say, fuck it, let's just extend this a little bit longer and just talk about some MCU news. So, Doctor Strange is about to make an absolute fucking mess of the MCU. Like, uh-huh. he has to. It's got, obviously, the. Electro's coming back, you know? Elect- Jamie Foxx's Electro's coming back. There's rumors of Andrew Garfield Spider Man coming back. Tobey Maguire Spider Man coming back. Doc Ock, Alfred Molina coming back. Like, what are they doing here? Like, it's got to be. You've got to think it has to be multitude. Of, uh, the multiverse of madness is a pretty much a dead giveaway. That Doctor Octopus is about. Um, Doctor Strange is about a ripper fucking hole that just pulls people in from all over the fucking shop. 
That's how the X Men are getting in. Absolutely, how the X Men are getting in. Ah, did I didn't make that connection? I did not make that connection. Hundred percent. Jesus Christ. 100%. Punch me in the face. Punch me in the face. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> I wish I was there because you 100% should have seen that. <laughs> I wish I was there to punch you in the face because that's the of, that was the first thing I thought. Fuck. And it also uh, rips open the multiverse and lets the Fantastic Four in, which then lets Silver Surfer in, which then lets Galactus in. Oh. oh. <laughs> which, which they've got to set up a, a new Marvel Avengers movie somehow and Galactus seems like the next possible big bad, doesn't he? Outside of wow. Thanos. Wow. I, oh, I, I feel so ashamed. I should have made these connections. I was just looking at what was in front of me. <laughs> this is this is why this is a gaming podcast and we haven't we haven't gone into full nerd culture yet because I don't think you're ready, Johnny. I don't think you're ready. <laughs> Coming to the dark web. <laughs> right. Have we cleared the docket? We have cleared the docket, sir. Right. Do you want to wrap this show up? It's normally right. me who does it, but I'll let you do it. Why wrap me wrap it up? I'm not good at closing out stuff. Then I suppose I will do it. Then I suppose it falls on my shoulders. Do but your job, man. Do your goddamn <laughs> job. Boys and girls, that has been yet another mind-bending episode of Franchise Buys Games. We are here every week, every Tuesday for the most part. Um, two men with over 60 years' experience in this gaming industry. Very much consumers. Johnny has worked retail, so, you know... We'll, we'll, I have worked retail, yeah. We'll get that in there. Johnny worked game industry retail. Uh, if you've enjoyed what's happened today, jump on over to Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice and leave us one of them glowing five-star reviews. Please do spread the word. If you see the tweet, retweet it, like it, share it about. That's how we grow. That's how we grow. We just consistently turn up and we rely on you beautiful bastards to help us get where we need to be. Uh, we have got plans for this brand going forward that all will be revealed in due course. It was mentioned on the stream last night that we still hadn't done our top 10 so of the last gen. So I think possibly, Johnny, there needs to be a conversation of uh, when we're going to actually record that. Yeah. But we'll do that yeah, off We'll do that off air because time is of the essence. Uh, we are available on the socials. So search for either myself or Nice Guy Johnny uh, on the platform of your choosing. The only one you won't find Nice Guy Johnny on is Facebook. He now has an Instagram and he now has Twitter. Uh, he's using Twitter, so, you know. Half lost the, on Instagram. <laughs> half the battle. Half the battle's won. We'll get him there. We'll get him there, boys and girls. We'll have him social media manager in no time. Uh, and... Until next time, twitch.tv slash the franchise. Mondays, Wednesdays, Sundays. Laters. Say bye, Johnny. Try. Gay Panthers. Panthers.